This City Wave Cinema has been brought to you by the Association for Nifflers. All proceeds from this stream benefit Nifflers exclusively. Thank you. It's another goddamn Harry Potter movie. I liked it. We all know how much I like the Harry Potter movies. I liked it. It it was a film. I liked it more than the first one. Well, it was better than the first one. Okay. Just on a baseline, it was better than the first one. Okay. Because you know what there wasn't as much of in this movie? Tina. Tina motherfucking Goldstein. James really dislikes her in case you missed the previous Fantastic Beasts recording. I don't understand why the J.K. Rowling written characters have to be the worst at all points. I don't understand. You like Jacob. It's, it's, Jacob's great, but he's, he's like the saving grace of the movie. Jacob Kowalski is the saving grace of this movie. I like Newt. Newt is better in this movie than he was in the last movie. I just... they st We start the movie in New York. Oh, I had a note before that. Okay. The theme from a better, much better movie played right at the beginning. Okay. We start with the Warner Brothers logo and the theme from Harry Potter. This is not a movie about Harry Potter. It only has, like, two of the characters that were in Harry Potter in it. Dumbledore and McGonagall. And someone else. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. I mean, Grindelwald was in Harry Potter. Grin oh, Grindelwald was in one. Nagini. That's four. Nagini. That doesn't... That barely counts. Wouldn't it be weird, though, if we went... Okay. Check this out for an idea. Let's go back in time to the the movie where they kill Nagini. Mm -hmm. And after they kill Nagini, she reverts back to her natural state, which is that of a nice little Asian gal. If I could turn you know how fucked time. that would be? How just truly outrageously fucked that would be? Neville would not be okay. No. No, because he would think he was swinging at a snake. And he'd kill the snake, and everyone would go, hooray! And then the body would, like, shrivel back into that of a now ancient, poor Asian gal. And they would all go, oh! And it would just be in incredible. I would forgive almost every sin for these series if that happened right now. If we just went back and reshot that shit, digitally de-aged everybody. Can I get that noise again? <laughs> Thanks. You're that's, welcome. That's really all I wanted. Uh, well, set it as your ringtone. Fucking... We start the movie movie in New York. At, guess where? The American Ministry of Magic. Makuza. The fuck-ass central. In case anyone was questioning. Um, where... We have Grindelwald, or Johnny Depp before the trial. R.I.P. for that. Uh, and fuck Amber Heard. Just, we here at City Wave Cinema do not condone Amber Heard or anything that she has ever said or done. Fuck that bitch forever. 
None of the proceeds go to her. They only go to Nifflers. Once again, fuck that bitch forever. Um, In case you so, needed to know where we stood. Grindelwald is there in a chair, just sort of hanging out. And there's this weird aura shield, and a fly hits it and toasts it. Hey, fuck off. You're not barking. Hey, hey, we are recording a podcast. Quiet, you. Hey. I can't make him shut up. If you're new here, that is the, That's the mascot. channel mascot Aries. He's out here grumbling at the folks who are just trying to have a nice Sunday evening. Um. Fucking... The fly burns to a crisp on the forest field. The fucking Grindelwald's little lizard pet whips out a tongue and snacks on its remains. I think it's supposed to be guarding him right now. I think he's, like, tricked it into... What? I thought the lizard thing was, like, guarding him at that point. It had a fucking mask on. Maybe that's so it doesn't attack the guards? That was Grindelwald's pet. Well, I think he made it his pet, but I think it like they chained it to him to like make it attack him if he moved or something. I I don't know. Me either. There's a lot I, of things in this movie I that were not clear. Any, anything you just said doesn't make sense to me. All right. Um, they also um, we find out have cut out Grindelwald's tongue. Uh yeah, I re- she said we were, he was very persuasive, so we removed his tongue, and so I wrote the American justice system. <laughs> I wrote, is this Harry Potter or Hunger Games? Because Both answers are the American justice system. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. So, the English wizards show up to take him away, because they're like, he's got to stand trial in Europe for his crimes in Europe! And so they get a bunch, they get fucking Thestrals and this carriage and, like, maybe eight wizards to guard his ass. All I'm saying is there are lots of questionable decisions that are made here, but we start with the fact that if Grindelwald's contained and he hasn't gotten out yet, maybe we should just leave him. I mean, yeah. Just bring the whole trial over here, because if he's right there, I really feel like transporting him is where all the problems ever start. Like, when you transport... I mean, Ted Bundy was the same way. Like, he would break out and escape. Like, I don't think we should just be transporting mass murderers. If they are contained in a place, just let them stay there. Now, you see, here's where that falls apart. Grindelwald isn't the one in the cell. That is true. Which I forgot about. So, they put Grindelwald, quote-unquote Grindelwald, in the carriage... The, they hand the guy from, the guy who came to get him all his, like, his briefcase of shit, his wand, whatever. And then, uh, they take off, right? And there's a guy named Abernathy there. Now, Abernathy gets named instantly. And that's how you know he's a character of importance. Uh, so, the carriage takes off. And then Abernathy walks out to the very edge of this little runway in a tower thing, right, in New York City. And he's standing out there in the rain, uh, and he... Uh, it should be noted that the real Abernathy is an Auror in America. Yes. It is important to note that Abernathy, the or real I guess Abernathy... In England, he's an Auror. 
No, he's an Auror from America. Why is he hanging out with... In New York City? No, because he, he's in the rest of the... He came with the Aurors at the end. No, he didn't. He was already there. Oh, uh, okay, never mind. Then carry on. He was a plant. He was just dressed up like them. Okay. Um. So, Abernathy walks to the edge, and he pulls out a wand, and you go, Oh, why, it looks like anal beads. It is the Elder Wand. And he uh, glances to his left and his right, and he just kaboosh, and he apparates, and he slatches on to the bottom of the carriage. Now, children, what do we know about the Elder Wand? It only responds to the person that is the owner. So we know immediately. This can't possibly be Abernathy. There's been a bamboozling. A bamboozling has occurred. And the uh, bamboozling has resulted in... No one seeing that. So what, there's Thestrals and there's like this team of Aurors... That are flying behind the carriage. That are flying behind the carriage and Abernathy, quote-unquote, Grindelwald, apparates and latches onto the bottom of the carriage in front of all these people, like... And it's not like they're just flying straight. Like, they're banking. It's a storm. They're banking and curving. There's, like, like any, different levels. Like, there's some down low, some up high. At any point in time, an aura could, like, just look with their eyes and see that there's a man. Doesn't matter who, but there's a man underneath the carriage. That alone, red flags all over the place, right? Right. Right? Right. Now, that doesn't happen. Because we have to have incompetence in order for bad guys to get away. Um... So, then what happened was, uh, inside of the carriage, Grindelwald starts to convulse and turns into Abernathy. Polyjuice potion! Surprise! And, as that happens, we cut to outside of the carriage in the wet rain. Abernathy shifts, doesn't convulse, just shifts into Grindelwald. Grindelwald is immune to the side effects of polyjuice potion, question mark. That's not clear, but he is, like... The greatest wizard of all time. Grindelwald is a bad motherfucker. We'll talk more about how he's a bad motherfucker later. But even in this scene, I wrote that note right he's here. Just, he's just cool as a cucumber. Like, he's just, he, that whole sequence in the carriage of, like, Grindelwald fighting everybody and, like, everything going on was actually just, like, I really enjoyed that sequence. It was well he, shot. He, it was 1v9. Fights off the entire group of wizards that was there to guard him without breaking a sweat, without really looking like he was efforting. At he all. just eliminates everybody. And In then he a puts, large storm. And then he puts the carriage underwater, fills it with water, and continues to fly through the air. And then uh, fucking he g goes into the carriage somehow. And drains it of water, tosses a guy out, and a wand. And his he's, pet. Because he's not a monster. Well, no. Then to solidify the fact that he is a monster, the little lizard guy is there, and he's just like, he's just like, ah, dad. And, he, and Grindelwald goes, I know, Antonio, because he named it Antonio. And then it's like still reaching for him as he's holding it out in front of him. And he goes, so needy. And he throws that motherfucker out the window. So now he's killed a lizard. 
and uh, thrown a wizard out, and he uh, points the wand at Abernathy, who grows a forked tongue. So now he has a tongue again, um, because if anything is to be believed, it is to be believed then that they actually cut Abernathy's tongue out and not Grindelwald's. So how long has Grindelwald been putting up this ruse again? Because, I mean, this is how he was in the last movie. He was pretending to be someone in the ministry. So how long has Abernathy been Grindelwald? I don't know, the whole time. Um, I don't have another note until... uh, I don't have another note until they dragged Catwoman into this. Um, Well, I had a couple. Because in this sequence, as Grindelwald 1v9s... The people on the brooms, like the oars on the brooms, were literally the. They were worse than stormtroopers. Like they I didn't were super useless. I didn't see them do a goddamn thing. Like they didn't do anything. So they got fucked up. I mean, they died, but like I was like, you guys are like trained professionals. Like this is your job, and you just decided to mentally take the day off. I don't know. It was really bothering me. It should be noted that the future of the wizarding world, Harry Potter, does grow up to become an Auror. Yes. So he becomes a stormtrooper. I mean, he only knows one spell anyways, so. Harry Potter fucking sucks. <laughs> what a shit-ass wizard. Um, And then I wrote that Grindelwald would befriend the fucking angriest creature. And then... And then he threw that angriest creature out the window. Yeah, and that's when I wrote Grindelwald only cares about Grindelwald. And if anybody believes otherwise, they are wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. And that includes... Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Um, I also wrote that the... The... Dude survived the fall. From the Which is hilarious. Carriage. I mean, he, he catches the wand and is able to give himself a little bit of a spot of levitation right before he smacks into the water so he survives. Um, And then I wrote, back in London. World we know. It's kind of nice to be back. We're in the Ministry of Magic. Not in um, Where we see Newt Scamander hanging out, waiting for something. We don't really know what. And Pickett. Which, if you don't know, is the green little bow truckle. Is He's a little leaf boy. Uh, pulling off one of his buttons for no reason. And so I just wrote that Pickett is a dick to buttons. Pickett is just, he's just here, man. He's just, he's just out here living. And then uh, we meet... Catwoman. Lita Lestrange. Catwoman. Lita. 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 I was right. Lita. Lita Lestrange. And if you don't remember, Newt's in love with Lita Lestrange. It's Catwoman. It is. It's Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Who is the newest Catwoman. And so I wrote, aw, his crush. And then I wrote, simultaneously right after that, Newt, she is so out of your league. And then we find out that she is engaged to his brother. Theseus. Scamander. So I I just have a a really weird dynamic between these two brothers and Catwoman. Um, I wrote, oof, his brother stole his girl. That fucking sucks. Um, I also made a note that owls are addicted to house elves, because there was a house elf cleaning one of the windows as we're walking and watching this all happen, and the owl just pooped straight on the window the house elf finished cleaning. I didn't even notice that. And I was just like, wow, that fucking sucks. I didn't even notice that. Um, and then I wrote, I also wrote, I think this is the most peaceful I have ever seen the Ministry of Magic in England. 
in all of the times we've ever been there. You're right. Like, it's just chill. It's really nice. It's pretty. It's calm. It's colorful. And, uh... Just like 1920s England. That's pretty much the calmest I've ever seen it. Um, then Theseus shows up, and they're actually there for a hearing-type deal for Newt, so that he can travel internationally. Because he broke the law. Uh, on purpose, on accident. By going to America, like, by transporting creatures. On purpose, on accident. To America, which was illegal. On purpose, on accident. The time. Indeed. Um, Indeed. And in the middle of this trial, we find out that basically the only reason, the only way they will grant Newt the ability, the ability to travel internationally, is if he becomes an Auror. Which, ugh, I don't know why. A, I don't know why they want Newt, because like they have to know of his reputation and know that he's like not really a rules type of guy. Not really a rules type of guy. Not really a like. I mean, uniformed officer type of person. It's just like, it's typical powerful money type behavior where they just are like, well, we have all the power and money. Surely you'll have to do what we say. And it's like, that's not how anything works, actually, if you think about it at all. And then in the middle of all this, there's a dude hiding behind a fucking pole. His name is Grimson. And He's a dick. Everybody hates Grimson, as it turns out. I hate him so much that I wrote a note that says I hate this dude that I just met. He, nobody likes Grimson. They don't even want to give Grimson the job, but if Newt doesn't accept the job, basically Grimson gets it. No now, the job in question is hunting down poor old Credence from the last movie. And the Obscurus, if then you're keeping murdering track. him. Yeah, they want him dead. They want to murder him. They don't want to train him to be a wizard. They, they don't want to kill him to death forever. For, like, really no good reason. Other than he's an Obscurus and that's Property dangerous. Property destruction. It's mainly because he's an Obscurus and that's dangerous, but, like, N Credence has mastered his Obscurus. He... Oh, we get a taste of that a little bit later. At least he's mastered when it comes out. I don't know if he's necessarily in... Well, I guess he no, is. No, he's fully in control. Yeah, because he doesn't attack Nagini, so... I, yeah, I, he, yeah. He's mastered being an Obscurus, so I don't feel like he's really a threat anymore. If you Yeah. Just, and as we find out, if you just... Give him a channel for him to use his magic, because that's what causes Obscurus' in the first place, is if you don't give them a channel to use their magic, he's, he's fine. Right, so, anyways. Sorry. Uh, go on the trial, and Newt's like, I'm not going to do any of that shit. Why would I? And then Grimson pops out, and he's like, hello, you're a bitch. And Newt goes, this fucking guy, you're going to make this fucking guy do it? And he goes, yeah, because you're a bitch. And then Newt's like, fuck it. And he leaves. And Theseus is like, Newt! Never come back to Newt! And throws a tantrum. Literally. And then gives Newt a hug because he's like, no, no, obviously that's what has to happen next. And Newt's like, okay, bye. I think Theseus is trying to be like a good older brother. He's I think he's even to trying to be a good horror. He's trying to keep Newt out of trouble. He's trying to help his brother do what he loves again, which is traveling. And, like, he's really trying to, like, do the thing. And Newt's being the it's, perfect younger sibling and being like, I don't need you, no! And running in the opposite direction. He's doing, Theseus is doing a, a classic male maneuver, which is, oh, there is a problem. What is the simplest and fastest solution to this problem? 
And the answer is a bit grisly. And so that's the answer that Theseus decides to stick with without trying to decipher if there's another answer to the problem. Uh, and Newt's like, no, there's probably another answer to the problem, so we're not going to do that. And Theseus is like, but the answer to the fucking problem, I gave you the fucking answer to the fucking problem. And uh, that doesn't matter. So then he le- uh, uh, Newt leaves. And we're- what happens next? I don't fucking... Um, we flash to Grindelwald, who... Uh, oh, yeah, he's just walking down the street in Paris. Just in the middle of the fucking road. Just hanging out. Um. He cut his hair. Wait. Yeah, so yeah, he's just a... Uh, I, I wrote that Grindelwald does not give a single fuck. Not even a little. Because he is a wanted criminal in, a like, su- every country. It would be like if Hitler walked down Main Street in New York City. It like, like, it was just there. Just, like, hanging out. Uh, looking, looking around. And I wrote the... F- I wrote this a lot, but this movie was very much... And I kind of hated it. I feel like it would have been nice if we got some of the backstory that we didn't get into, like, the last 30 minutes at the beginning. Because most of me was just going, the fuck... And I know a lot about Harry Potter, and I still was like, the fuck is happening right now? The For plot like doesn't really happen. 90% of this movie. The uh, events take place for an hour and a half of this movie. And then the plot happens in 30 minutes at the end. And you get explained to why all the events that you've been watching... Been watching? Been watching have been happening. Not... Uh, you know what? That, that's a, a a technique used by filmmakers that usually results in films that don't do very well because... This movie made way so much fucking money. I mean, of course it did. It's a J.K. Rowling bit. Everyone fucking loves her universe. And it's the fucking... It just... It's such a poor storytelling technique. Not because it's bad, but because it's overdone. Like, it, this has been a thing that people have done for years, decades... And we just, like, I don't know, I, f- I get bored just watching events that don't really have any relation to each other happen with maybe, like, hints of conspiracy here or there. But when everyone is so cut and dry, bad or good in this movie, just like all the other Harry Potter movies, it's, it's fucking boring. Like, they fucking, okay, so he's hanging out in the street in Paris, and then he just sort of, like, stops outside a house just on the street and two goons pop the door open with magic walk in there and there's a couple inside that are like hello who's there because it's france they did say it in french yeah but it it was hello who's there and then uh they get a vodka cadavered murdered to death and then uh they get carried out in caskets put on a little trolley thing and then uh, I wrote that this is dark and sad. Grindelwald and his goons move right in there, and then uh, you hear there's a little, a little, there's a little toddler baby upstairs mm-hmm. asking for mom, uh, and is in the middle of Grindelwald telling his people that like they can't just go on murderous rampages because he's got like this master plan or whatever, and so it's like, hey, we we're not we're not merciless, and then there's a baby who cries. And it's just like, uh, you are, though. You are, though. And so then they go upstairs, and Grindelwald sees the kid, kneels down in front of the kid, looks at the kid, stands up, walks away, and another one of his goons, fucking Avada Kedavra's the kid, just fucking kills that kid. He kills that kid right there. That is a baby. Fucking kills that baby. 
I mean, the Harry Potter universe is known for bad guys trying to murder babies, but... Grindelwald didn't try. He just did. Voldemort's a bitch. better than Voldemort. Voldemort's a little bitch, and I will hear no other arguments. Having watched two movies with Grindelwald doing Grindelwald things, Voldemort is such a weak-kneed little bitch. I, my notes about this was, are we going to kill this baby? And, we, and then, then we did kill the baby. I was like, oh my god, what the hell? <laughs> um, This is where I made my first comparison to uh, J.K. Rowling making all of her characters Sith. Before you explained that, because okay. I, I have a similar, and it's not a similar note, but I wrote something about the Wizarding World universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a more extensive note about it later, but I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, this is a very. This movie is so very strange, even for a Wizarding World movie, because I feel like all the rules and everything that we had established about magic and everything from the original series, um, just kind of goes out the window. They're like there aren't rules as to what you can and cannot do as a wizard anymore, or whether you need a wand, or blah blah blah, like. They kind of just threw all that out the window and basically are like, the rule is that there's magic, so anything can happen. And that kind of, I don't, I don't like that because it doesn't. It makes it less special. Yeah. It's just so, everybody's doing weird magic that we've never seen before and there's not really like. You don't... People aren't saying the spell names before they cast them. There's just spells that happen. It's fucking crazy. And, you, like, people are doing magic without their wands. Like, it's just... That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Grindelwald does, does it about all the time. Uh, Grindelwald does a lot of little stuff without his wand, but when he does big shit, he's got the Elder Wand. It's like... I guess it's like performing cantrips. All the cantrips are people are doing without wands, which yeah. technically still shouldn't be a thing. That's a D&D thing. I know, I referenced D&D. It's like I've been watching it all day or something. Yeah. I took a break in between watching D&D to watch The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my note on the overarching theme of this movie is I just kind of felt like we disregarded all the set rules that the Wizarding World universe had applied to magic and spellcasting just for the showmanship of it all. And I think that's one of the reasons that Voldemort looks, looks quote-unquote, so we compared to Grindelwald is because Grindelwald's movie had a higher budget. Fair. So Grindelwald gets to do a bunch of cooler shit. True. And... Yeah. J.K. Rowling likely watched Star Wars as a young lady. Probably. I don't know. I don't know her life. I'm not in charge. But there's a a quote from... God, I don't know if it's in the original trilogy, but it is in episode three, which came out in like 2007, something it's, like that. I, I'm pretty sure only Obi-Wan said it is it really just obi-wan in episode three because some I, I thought somebody else said it you're uh, maybe asking someone else said a it. harry potter nerd a star wars question please anyways hold. the 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 gist of it all is that only sith deal in absolutes which is a thing that gets said and a quote attributed to obi-wan from episode three where he squares off with anakin at the end of the movie right 
Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah, it's from that movie, and it's just so, that movie. So, all of the Harry Potter main characters, it's an important distinction, it's only the main characters, are Sith. Because they all deal specifically in absolutes. And there is no bend to the Wizarding World characters. No bend at all. Grindelwald has zero redeeming qualities. He is a monster and remains a monster from the time you first see him, probably till he dies at the middle of the Harry Potter series, right? It, he is a penultimate bad guy. Only does bad guy shit. Voldemort, same deal. Fucking, was the rat ass motherfucker? Wormtail. Wormtail. Only bad guy shit. Good guys. Harry Potter does almost exclusively good guy shit according to the Code of Gryffindor. Important clarification. Newt Scamander does nothing wrong ever. Never makes a mistake. Never does a bad thing. Never says a mean thing. Is exclusively good. It's an absolutist thing. And it's fucking irritating to watch the characters only be one-dimensional. However, the side characters in the movie are all 4D crazy ethereal motherfuckers, right? Queenie has character growth. Tina doesn't. Jacob has character growth and is the entertainment portion of the film. Fucking, there's all these background characters and side characters that are like associated with main characters and they do cool shit and they're interesting to pay attention to because it's ambiguous. Are they good? Are they bad? Do they mean to be good or bad? And you don't know, right? And that should apply to main characters as well so that the story can be interesting and fun instead of this bland and bleak and boring and fucking grim dark Warhammer bullshit where it's the bad guys versus the bad guys with good guy sashes. And it's just so fucking dumb and I fucking hate it. Yes, America. Do you consider Albus Dumbledore a main character or a side character? In this movie, he's a side character. Okay. Because I was like, I feel like in the Harry Potter universe, like, if we're just considering the whole universe, Dumbledore is kind of like a main character. Yes. He's probably the only one who is like... He does bad guy shit for good guy reasons. And he's actually, like, kind of firmly gray, especially, like, when he's younger, he does a lot of bad shit hunting for power with Grindelwald. More to that to come in The Secrets of Dumbledore. He's a, in, in, in the next movie, I think they're going to sort of break from that trend a little bit because they're, they're kind of going to have to. But, like, up to this point, if you look back at, like, the Harry Potter movies and then the fucking Newt's Commander movies. But see, like, Dumbledore, even in the Harry Potter movies, though, was not... I mean, he he was on the side of good. And he's exclusively portrayed as being that. But he did a lot of questionable shit. Like, he's, I don't think he's a nice person. He might be a good guy, quote-unquote, but he's not a nice person. Yeah, that's true, but I want you to think about this. Who's the protagonist of protagonists in the Harry Potter movies? Harry Potter. Bingo. Can't do anything wrong. Is just a glory child. Is abused. 
blah, 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 blah. Who's the bad guy in the Harry Potter series? Voldemort. Right. Who's the good guy of the fucking Crimes of Grindelwald series or what have you? The Fantastic Beast movies? Yeah. Who's the good guy of the Fantastic Beast series? Newt. Newt's commander. Has Newt ever done anything wrong? Mm, not since he left. Not in the, Not in this series. Not like that we've seen. I fucking rest my fucking case. Grindelwald's a monster and we know it. Like, it... I don't... I, I just really hate fucking boring characters. Because you can like them, but they're never gonna do anything other than what they already do. Like, to if we started now, in this third movie coming out, with Newt's commander doing some really fucking weird, off-the-wall, in-the-gray-area-of-morality bullshit, that wouldn't be the same thing that wouldn't play with his character at all even a little bit and i mean they even tout him as being a not a rule follower in this I was movie about to say, but I was, he exclusively does good guy things i was about to say i think he's a gray area as far as like the law is concerned yes but when you look at the law and being how corrupt it is is that bad newt cares about his creatures and only that and pretty much only that, so much so that it gets said as a really potent line, which I won't spoil now because I know James and I both wrote a note about it. Um, but he cares about his creatures. And he is good at what he does. Like, he is good at that. But as long as it doesn't affect his creatures, I don't think he gives a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he... The it's only- not really. Oh, we wrote. I wrote about that earlier, where it was like they were like, "You got to be an order if you want to do traveling and blah, blah, blah. You got to be the good guy and do what we say." And it's like literally none of that is his department of doing any goddamn thing. Like Newt's whole thing is animals, and they're asking him to do all this extra shit in order to not like. And he can say no if he says no. It's fine. He can carry on doing his animal shit. He just can't leave the country legally. And it's just so funny to me that it's like. None of this that you want him to do is within any of his, like, experience. You want him to go hunt down this kid and kill him. When has he ever done anything like that? He tricks animals into jumping into his briefcase because they're animals that need to be taken to other places to be safe. Like, you think he's just going to be able to hunt down this incredibly powerful hazardous wizard and murder that wizard? What what gives you the inclination that this guy is the right one for the job? Like, that's fucking so dumb. And the chat just brought up that he's like a, a magical cryptozoologist. His name is a magizoologist. That is his actual that's his job title. title. That's what he does. Which is hilarious. Anyways, fucking, we go to Hogwarts. Not yet. My next note is surprise Dumbledore. Yeah, we're not at Hogwarts. It's when he meets him on the roof. Oh, yes. Meets him on the roof in London. He, uh... Because we've left Paris, but don't tell you. I don't, we haven't gone to Paris yet, James. We were in Paris with Grindelwald. Yes. See? Fucking told you. The good guys haven't gone to Paris yet. There's a lot of jumping. It's, it's a lot. Um, but yes, we, we go to see Jude Law. Surprise, Dumbledore. Young Dumbledore. 
who looks like middle-aged Dumbledore. Um... And we get this whole sequence of Dumbledore talking about why he sent Newt, or not why, but they talk about the fact that Newt went to America and, like, did everything Dumbledore basically set him up to do, and... It's basically a sequence that just confirms that Dumbledore always is working all of the angles at all of the times mm-hmm. with all of the people. Um, And this whole sequence is just a really, it's a showmanship of how stealthy and how sneaky Dumbledore was, even at a young age, because he's basically like a wizard ninja in this whole sequence. Like, he is with very little, like, notion or movement. Anytime he thinks he's being followed or listened to, he's Starting in and out of places, grabbing Newt, he's switching locations. Like, it's so fast and so flawless. They apparate all over the goddamn place. Um, it just really is a testament to show how skilled Dumbledore was even then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also how much... I made a note, because the whole... The whole thing of these whole the rest of these movies coming up is going to be almost like uh the is it it's called like the dyad the the dyad in the Star Wars the thing with Rey and Kylo where it's like the two sides of the coin or whatever. Um, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But it's two sides of the coin. Let's just stick with that because I'm stuck okay. also in Star Wars world. Um, why like? Dumbledore and Grindelwald are basically the same person, just different sides. They both collect people that they think can be of use to them. They both like power. They both like having control, which is why they were friends in the first place. But we get to see how Grindelwald's going bigger and bolder with it, and Dumbledore's doing it kind of like under the table. So he's over here collecting, like, Newt, Nicholas Flamel, blah, 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 all these people and doing things in secret. And the Ministry doesn't like what either of them are doing. Ministry doesn't like what Dumbledore's doing, and they don't like what Grindelwald's doing, and they make a point of saying that. They also can't prove that Dumbledore is doing anything. Yeah, they're just, They just, just like, surveil him. Um, but I did write... And I wrote a note about it, and I wrote a note about it later, is, like, they do like to collect people, and so, like, Dumbledore is taking people that he thinks of can be value to him, and he always is. Whether that be Snape, Newt, uh, Slughorn, Harry himself. Like, he just collects people. And I wrote, why does Dumbledore like Newt so much? And then not even ten seconds later, Dumbledore just rattled off a list of reasons of why he basically, like, collected Newt. So... I just wrote, thanks for answering my question, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dumbledore also makes this speech of, like, it's something he says to Harry, too. And the very first movie is someone who wanted to retrieve the stone, retrieve it, but not use it, would be able to get it. And he tells Newt something similar of, like, I like you because you never seek power. Yep. And I wrote, Dumbledore likes people who don't seek power because he... Ex- Doesn't want the competition. Yeah, he wants the power. 
He wants to collect people that are just going to do what Dumbledore says and not really ask questions. Um, so we get this whole sequence of basically Dumbledore telling him, you gotta go to Paris. And Newt's like, well, no. He's like, no, I just fucking told other people I'm not fucking going. Like, leave and it alone. And Dumbledore gives him a card and he's like, you're going to Paris. And Newt's like, fucking fuck. And he does it in this really, like, assholey way of, like, he's like, all right, fine, you know, you don't gotta go, blah, blah, blah. And, like, grabs the card and then, like, tends, like, apparates, but then leaves his glove behind with the card. And Newt's like, and then the car- the glove puts the card in Newt's pocket and is like, bye. And I was, I wrote after that, I was like, Dumbledore has literally always been an asshole. <laughs> he doesn't really know how to interact with people too good. Um... And then we get to Newt's house. Newt's house is just a bigger briefcase. It is. It's just a briefcase in a house. It's his briefcase in a house. He can put bigger things in there. I don't think the Kelpie would fit in the... No, but this is also a moment where we play the game of, oh, we have a big budget? Let's flex. There's baby Nifflers! There's so many magical creatures. I love the baby Nifflers! In Newt's house, there's so many. I want a Niffler so bad. And he's got an assistant running around down there called Bunty. Um, Bunty is a nondescript little servant-type lady. Who has all the horny for Newt. strong, deep in the horny. Like, I don't know if that was a director choice or an actor choice. Or a writer choice. But my God. She's way too horny. She is... Neck deep in horny for Newt Scamander. And Newt, being Newt, is like, I'm gonna go play with my animals now. And has no idea. Please go home. You're working too much. Not picking up on the signs at all. Even if he did pick up on the signs, he would probably say the same shit because he doesn't want to engage with the horny from her. Um, His house is really dope, though. His house is pretty cool. Uh, and then I wrote, why is every, I wrote, why is everyone in love with Newt? Like, I like him. Like, I, th- I like Newt as a character, but like, I don't, I don't get like the severe, like, attraction that all these women just have to Newt. Cause it's, now it's Lita. Because he's perfect. And Newt. He's perfect. And Tina. He's perfect. I don't get it. He's a perfect protagonist. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't seek power. He doesn't do anything wrong ever. He is... An ideal person to fuck. He also has a whole ass lake in his basement. So if you wanted to take like a lake trip, you just go downstairs. And at the top of his lake in his basement, where it should be the streets of London, is actually just the countryside. Yep. Because magic. See, I told you, we just kind of got rid of all the rules of what you could and could not do with magic. and just Speaking of that. Because magic. Surprise, knocking at the door. Is Queenie! It's Queenie and Jacob Kowalski. Now, the last time we saw Jacob Kowalski, he was obliviated by the rain. And he just forgot all of the things, but not really, because he started making baked goods in his bakery in New York out of, like, Nifflers and other weird creatures from that movie. And people love him. Like, they get sold by the boatload. And he's just there in Newt's house with his gal, Queenie. And then they start doing this whole, like, a POV thing where the camera gets, like, close and it acts as though it's the eyes of the actor. And it they give you this clear 
indication that uh, he's been enchanted, right? And it, like he's just like so googly over Queenie, and oh, there's a fucking fly, no, a fruit fly flying around in here. I'll kill him. Sorry, the ADHD took hold. Um, th- th- there's like he's just like just hanging on her arm and her hand, and Queenie seems totally normal, like just. Just as nice and wonderful as you remember her from the first movie, great. Um, and he's just like hanging on her and dripping on every word, and he's just like obsessed. And Newt's like, well, clearly something is wrong here. And he, I just keep trying and I'm, I keep missing. Um, he's it's cl- clearly something's wrong here. And Queenie's reading his mind and answering him out loud, and it's this whole fucking thing. And then he uh, disenchants Jacob upon learning that Queenie has enchanted him to convince him to marry her. Which is like a lot, but also Newt's like, well, if he loves you so much and he's gonna, he was like oh, super deep in with you already, like then it won't matter if he's enchanted or not. He'll just say he wants to marry you. Right. And Queenie's like, I guess. And then he disenchants him. Uh, and Jacob uh, wakes up, basically. He's like, oh, where the fuck am I? And uh, Newt's like, you're in London. But more importantly about this scene is we know how Obliviate works. In that there is no coming back from Obliviate. Really, if you get Obliviated, you just forget the things. That's how the spell works. So the concept that, and Jacob says it too, they're like, I thought you got obliviated. And he was like, it just didn't work really. Like what? The rules just don't apply anymore. Like we've thrown them out the window. There's no, the yada yada, so much stuff in this movie for the sake of having a good and consistent story that they ignore the rules that were set up in the first place in the first seven movies, which I mean, okay, The rules were dumb and inconsistent as it was. But if you're going to have rules, consider sticking to them, right? Right? I mean, the fucking author fucking produced the movie. Like, surely we're going to stick to our guns here, right? No, no, no. That couldn't be allowed ever. Surely not. So, anyways, Jacob gets all... Uh, he's, he's like frustrated and Newt provokes the situation by going, congratulations on your engagement. And Jacob goes, huh, what? Hmm? And he like, Queenie just like dips. She just like grabs her shit from Newt's house and out into the street. And fucking Jacob's like, where am I? To Newt. And Newt goes, London, England. And he fucking... As Jacob storms out to go chase down Queenie, he goes, I always wanted to go here! Like, frustrated that he's here, but not under the circumstances that he wanted to be here. And so he chases Queenie out into the streets and is trying to talk to her and be like, they have this whole fucking conversation about how they can't get married because people aren't tolerant of witches marrying non-witches and wizards marrying non-wizards and all this shit. And it's this whole thing and blah, 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 blah. He thinks... You're crazy. And she says, you think I'm crazy. Because she can hear his thoughts. she can hear his thoughts. And he goes, I didn't mean it. 
And he goes, I didn't say it. I didn't mean it. And she doesn't give a fuck. She's like, that's what you done, did, and said. And she says, I'm going to go find my sister. And she goes to find her sister in Paris. Because she's a postcard from Tina in Paris. And so she just fucking, whoosh, apparates out, out of the fucking street. And that leaves Jacob in the middle of London, having no clue how he got here. Just, he's here now. He's at Newt's place. And he's just lost his gal. He's in, like, I'm sure he has no plan to be here. So there's not, like, a backup thing for him to do. So he just goes to see Newt. Which I will say, in this whole, like instance this whole argument jacob isn't in the wrong but neither is queenie really like they both are which is kind of leads to james's it's point an that inconvenient these, thing that these characters these background characters have like more character growth because they're both like very much in the right and in the wrong like there's not a good there's not a good way to deal with the situation they're in um not even a little it's just a bad spot of bother that they're in, and there's no good, clean way out. And I also will say that I really enjoy the actress who plays Queenie. I think she did a good job, and her accent is She really crushes good. that early New York accent. Oh. It's just, she's really good, and she's cute. She's just sweet. She, like, she plays the part really well. And Jacob Kowalski, greatest actor in the whole set of movies. <laughs> For, uh, that guy, man. He can turn anything funny. Swear to God. Um... And we go back to see Newt putting back together his house, kind of from the whole debacle, and he finds this torn up postcard on the ground. Which he puts back together with magic. Um, and finds out it's from Tina, and that she's in Paris. And what annoyed me about this is because Newt has told every single person he will not go to Paris. He told the Ministry of Magic, the fucking government, that he would not go to Paris. He told Dumbledore, and he's Dumbledore's like one of Dumbledore's like closest trusted people that he would not go to Paris for Dumbledore. And after all the reasons he had given everyone of why he would not do this, Tina fucking Goldstein is what's gonna push you to go. She's in Paris. She didn't send the postcard to him. She sent the postcard to her sister. And she, her sister tore it up because I think she was mad at her. Yeah. And. Newt found it torn up because it fell out of Queenie's luggage and put it back together. And the power of boners... Overrides literally everything. I, I learned that lesson the hard way today. <laughs> Very upset. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> that is not my fault, but it is tragic. Um. So yeah, the power of boners... God. Makes Newt go to Paris. But before Newt goes to Paris, we go to Paris. And who do we find there? It's Tina fucking Goldstein. At a wizard carnival. Well, first she walks down the street, and then the statue that doesn't give a fuck gestures to the base of the statue, and she's like, ah, and sort of walks through the base of the statue into the fucking Parisian wizarding underground. And it's crazy wild, insane street carnival basically right and she's walking around and seeing all this shit and then there's a freak show and wouldn't you know it guess who's at the freak show credence credence is at the street show the, the freak show it's a carnival the only thing that's really there is the freak show they're also putting people in bubbles and having a street fair so there's two guys there who aren't with the freaking freak show 
But when the freak show guy says to wrap it all up, the whole thing disappears. They also have this whole exchange where we do meet Nagini, um, the woman, not the well, snake. It turns out Nagini was a whole-ass human um, before she became a snake. And I have one very large complaint in the scene, and it's just because of the way it was shot or whatever, but I don't know if it was like a choice or just like... They Art thought it is would be subjective. They thought it would be clear to the audience, but it is really hard to tell who's in the cage, whether it's Nagini or Credence. Like we with, cannot tell. With understanding of the scene after the scene, it's clear it's Nagini in the cage. But that's like the whole movie, though. It's like understanding after this thing happened makes that thing that you just watched make sense. Like it's like we're gonna show you this cipher, and you're gonna look at it and try to comprehend it. And then 30 minutes from now, after some other things have happened, we're going to show you the key to that cipher and ask you to remember exactly what was written in it. And you can't because that would be insane. And that's how the movie goes. It's terrible. And I hate it. And I hate everyone that's involved with it. So P.T. Barnum of the Wizarding World. Um, what a fucking asshole. Did you see his beard, too? I was, I literally wrote... It I was, was like an anchor coming out of his face and hooking off to the side. So fucking atrocious. I, I, wrote, I wrote the Parisian P.T. Barnum. Um, Only he has an English accent. But he has this, like, this display of oddities, which is like a freak show, like James said. But my question is, how are there oddities in a wizarding world where whole-ass people can perform magic and there are just elves? It's and not clear dwarves like there's just like all these things happening like there's creatures magical creatures there's i mean he does have a fantastic beast i just how are there oddities in the wizarding world i don't, I don't know i don't know because this isn't like in the i mean middle... it's kind of odd that nagini turns into a snake that's a bit weird i don't know do you think that happened before then that there were other human well, snake people? there's a name for her, so I'm assuming so, because they oh. said she's a, mal she's a maldictus. A maldictus, but that's like a curse, right? So that could mean anything, but for her it means she turns into a snake. Yeah, it's a person that's like cursed to turn into a creature until they aren't able to turn back anymore. Right. Um, and then I, uh, so he puts Nagini on display... But her and Credence have come up with a plan to escape that night. And the plan is for Credence to just break shit. And while the dude's distracted, Nagini's just gonna bite him. Right in the neck. And you know what? I wrote, you go, girl. You take out Parisian P.T. Barnum. You take him out. She fucking... He just was rattling her cage trying to make her do the trick. And she bends over and does this horrifying graphic twist thing into a snake. And is just sort of hanging out there. And then, uh, fucking, uh, Creedence smashes this cage that's got these electric tail bird things in it, and they shoot off into the crowd and start lighting fires, and then Nagini goes, hmm, snack time, and through the cage bar, bites a motherfucker on the neck, uh, he freaks out, uh, I cut back to Tina Goldstein, because we all love that, and this other guy who's sort of been around, uh, I guess he's another wizard. And, uh... Well, everyone there is a wizard. All right, and it is the wizard underground. Um, and he, the, she's, like, putting out fires and trying to, like... I don't know, she's, like, running. And the fucking... And she never does anything fucking useful the whole time. She's the worst goddamn character in any fucking Harry Potter movie. 
and can't stand that fucking character. <sighs> there is a child abuser in the first series of Harry Potter, and that is a better fucking character than Tina motherfucking Goldstein. At least written wise, we're not condoning the actions of any characters, real or fictional. I don't condone the writing of either series. Anyhow, fucking Tina's there doing stuff, and the circus wraps itself up and skips off in the After night. a very large creature escapes. Oh, yes, the Zwoo. Yeah, I don't remember its name. I think it's a Zywoo. It's something like that. Zulu? With, with, no, it's not Zulu. It's I think it's Zywoo. Something like that. Uh, there's no L in it. It's a big giant it's a cat, cat from a, China. It's a cat with a feather boa for a tail. And it's huge and has like six arms. It looks like those, uh, the, oh, like the a, dragons, like dragons and stuff they yeah. use in the parades in China. That's what it basically looks like, but with a cat face. Um, I wrote Newt is going to hate this guy so much. Newt never met him, so I know, he I didn't have a chance to hate him. But if he did meet him, he'd oh, hate he was, him so he would have done. He would have done some heinous wizard shit to that guy. See, I could see him murdering that guy to, like, free the animals. Like, I could see Newt taking that guy down as, like, a... No, because you know what he would have done? He would have just sent Pickett in to pick all the locks. That's true. And then he would have just been like, fuck your circus, dog. And the circus would have disassembled and he would have scuttered off into the gutters. Now, it is to note, this is a carnival in a box. It is a carnival in a box. And it goes back into a box and then scutters off into the gutters. Uh, and we are left in the dark Parisian street with Tina Goldstein and that scary motherfucker behind her, uh, who is another wizard, uh, who we find out later is Euphus? 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 Euphus. It's Euphus. I gotta look. I gotta it's know. Euphus. I think it's Euphus, but I don't know. So I gotta look so I can know. People have more complicated names in this. It's like Harry, Ron, and then we get like... George, Fred. Euphus, and Lita, and Newt. No, that's not him. And Queenie. What? And... Uh, yeah, you, you, no, it's Yusuf. Yusuf, comma. The... What's the brother's name? Theseus. Theseus. What happened to like... Like... Fred. George... Molly. Bob. Arthur. Sure. Like, the simple names. Anyways, fucking... So... The, they meet up and... She's like... Or, I don't know, the conversation doesn't make any sense how it comes about. But they're like, ah, oh, we're here for the same reason. We gotta find Credence. And the, then he's like, I think I know a way to help you find him. Uh, and they disappear off into the night. And that and is... We full oh, that's the wrap for this That's episode. the wrap for this one. I mean, we're yeah. at an hour. That's true. Alrighty. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode one of The Crimes of Grindelwald. We will see you, or hear you, you will hear us. Yes. There we go. There you go. Um, next time for part two. Bye.